Hello and welcome to Code Conversations, a podcast series from ECNM Magazine that focuses on interpreting the National Electrical Code. I'm Ellen Parson, Editor-in-Chief of ECNM, and I'm sitting down today with NEC expert Russ LeBlanc to discuss difficult to decipher concepts surrounding the 2020 NEC, all in 10 minutes or less. Code Conversations is one of the many benefits available to our free members-only portal available on our website, ecmweb.com, located under Premium Content. Most of you probably already know Russ. He's a master electrician, electrical instructor, trainer, certified electrical inspector, and longtime contributor and code consultant to ECNM Magazine, bringing you some of our most popular pieces of content, including what's wrong here, moving violations videos, and illustrated code catastrophes. For today's episode, we're going to discuss different interpretations of applying the requirements of section 314.27A2. Russ, please give our listeners some background on the specific language that can make interpretation in these cases so challenging. So when installing boxes in lighting applications, what is the requirement for the minimum luminaire weight they must be capable of supporting? And then where is this found in the code? The lighting outlets installed in ceilings Installers would look to the requirements in section 314.27A2 for this answer. It states, the boxes must be required to support a luminaire weighing a minimum of 50 pounds. Okay, great. So something tells me though that you're not going to say it's that simple. And you would be correct. The NEC goes on to say, a luminaire weighing more than 50 pounds must be supported independently of the box unless the box is listed for the weight to be supported and the interior of the box is marked by the manufacturer to indicate that maximum weight. These would seem like the correct rules to follow, but that's not always the case. What if the boxes are not actually installed on the ceilings? Exactly. An example of this could be a box installed on the bottom of a truss or a beam, or even on the bottom of a sign enclosure as I've seen before. These might be horizontal surfaces, but they're not ceilings. In that case, section 314.27A2 would not be applicable since the title of that code section is ceiling outlets. Section 314.27A1 would not be applicable either because the title of that code section is vertical surface outlets. Boxes obviously aren't installed on vertical surfaces if they're installed on the bottom of a beam or truss. Section 314.27B is irrelevant since these are not floor boxes we're talking about. And the weight requirements of section 314.27C would not be applicable because these boxes are not for paddle fan outlets. Okay, wow. So let's dig into this a little further. Um, What do you suggest? Where do installers go from here with all of this interpretation? Although section 314.23 has a lot of requirements for supporting and securing boxes, none of the rules found there specify the minimum weight that these boxes must be able to support. So where does that leave us? Well, unfortunately, there are literally no code rules that specify the minimum weight that boxes must be capable of supporting when boxes are installed on the bottom of beams, trusses, and other horizontal surfaces that are not ceilings. Well, that definitely sounds like a problem. So what recommendations do you have for installers trying to perform code compliant installations then? Installers should probably have a discussion with their AHJ about which rules might be best applied to boxes like these and 
other installations that are neither ceiling outlets nor vertical surface outlets. Personally, I think the best option would be to apply the rules for ceiling outlets to these boxes, even though they may not actually be ceiling outlets. Weight and gravity would have the same effects on luminaires installed on these boxes that might be mounted on the bottom of beams and trusses and other horizontal surfaces as they would on boxes installed in horizontal ceilings. That definitely makes good sense. And that's why we talk about a lot of these different code interpretations because they are tricky. Um, it does look like we're about out of time. I wanna thank you, Russ, for sharing your unique insights from the field and industry knowledge with us today. In closing, I'd also like to thank Senior Associate Editor Ellie Coggins and Associate Editor Michael Morris for editing and putting these podcasts together, making this valuable information available to all of our readers and listeners. This podcast is produced by ECNM Magazine, part of the portfolio of Endeavor Business Media Publications. That's it for today's Code Conversation. Please let me know if you have any pressing NEC podcast topics you'd like to listen to in the future. And don't forget to check out the Members Only Portal on our website for more podcasts and other great content resources for electrical construction professionals. Thank you and have a great day.